Welcome, everybody. We are back, and we've got episode, I think, 21. 21 it's, of the podcast. I think it's 20. No. Uh, really? I think it's 21. Dang, that's amazing. That's pretty I just wanted to sing a song right now. And oh. my mixer question for today, before we dive into <laughs> it, is... song-related, song please. Who are you voting for? <laughs> oh, man. Ben, I just... I need to know, man. How, uh, I, I need yep, to know who to vote it. for. I'll tell you. And I can't unless you tell me as my biblical mentor. I am writing in Leslie Nope. Oh, let's go. So you think politics is just a joke? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag canceled. Him and Chris Pratt all in one week. Let's go. What? No, I'm just kidding. We're, we are talking about politics, but we're not doing a little mixer question on politics. Rather, I would just ask you, how's life been, you two? People need to know on the other side, Jaina and Ben, and I'm Brennan. Yeah. I didn't introduce you. What? But how has life been... 2020 coming to a <laughs> 20. Oh, well, 20. No, 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 sorry. It's been terrible. Uh, I triggered him. I triggered uh, him. My, uh, we can go through this. January was pretty good. I don't like winter. I don't know why I live in a state Same. where there's six months. Where there's six months and all. Like if I could be in Amen. Miami, Florida, sweating all the time, I prefer that without a doubt. Yes, Lord. January is okay. February was pretty good. I mean, I, I, I had a good February. Went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Remember that? We did go to Vegas. Mm. That was Very this year. Church, wow. leadership. Very conference. Pastoral conference. Uh, I took my shirt off in a bowling alley. Dude, Come talk to me about that story. That's a good story, story if you we want. should tell yep, That's a good story. That could probably that, be a sermon it's illustration. It's 100% at some coming point. out on the stage at one point. <laughs> uh, and then March sucked. Yeah. And that, everything after that has been on the same level. Mediocre to bad. Some, there's been some high moments since then and mm-hmm. some really, yeah. really terrible moments. Mm-hmm. But you opened up this can of worms there, bud. <laughs> I slipped, man. You just... My words slipped. <laughs> I opened up this can of worms Pandora's that just like, box. exploded on the podcast. <laughs> And there is no transition we from Ben's 2020 except for we have to now talk politics. Oh, I'm done. Let's I'm go. leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so my my people here in the room, we're going to talk about the politic thing. And really what we want to do is open up a couple questions from a Christian perspective based on a biblical idea, what it means to engage in pol- politics in a democracy that is here in America and we have a couple questions. We're going to walk through them. And if you disagree with us, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We're, okay. we're taking, I'll just be honest, we take a very moderate, middle-of-the-line moderate approach, because, and we'll articulate that from biblical perspectives, but we're okay with people to disagree with us. And yeah. if you want to have conversation, we'd oh, actually love, love that. Super mm-hmm. open to it. We'd love for you to come 100%. and have conversation about it with us, because... We're okay to disagree. Ben, Jane, and I actually yeah. do disagree quite frequently. I think me and Brennan yell at each other every day. Yeah, see, now look at this guy. He's trying to make conflict in my mm-hmm. disagreement, and I'm trying to tell the people we can have loving disagreement. It's you not yelling at each other. It's not loving. I, 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 I actually, if I yell at you, it's because I trust and love you more. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Okay. It's not, that doesn't mean it's healthy <laughs> some, most of some of the time. But <laughs> anyway. Interesting. Question number one. Oh, okay, we're going. Is it your Christian duty to vote? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm in a good mood right now. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna say no. Okay, I'm gonna say it's not. There's not a biblical mandate mm-hmm. to specifically vote in what we know as our American democracy. Mm. And so you there you is. instantly jumped from Christian to biblical. Do you want to help me understand <laughs> that transition there? I think there's a lot of Christians who don't read the Bible and know what the Bible says. Hmm. 
so culturally Christian yep. is a lot of what you'd say. Yep. <laughs> but we're articulating to biblical Christians. Trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to be one of those every day. I'm trying to be better. Yeah. I'm trying to be more like Jesus. That's a good point. Amen. So is it your Christian duty to vote? Ben says no. But should we still vote? I think it's important, yes. Why? I think it's your civic duty as a as someone who is in this nation. And, and here's why. Um, anytime we look at any issue, and you're going to hear us say this probably every week, it's, okay, mm-hmm. what is the biblical mandate about anything? Where do I need biblical clarity in whatever issue I'm thinking about, confused on, whatever we're talking about? So in the midst of voting, it's, okay, well, what does the Bible tell me, not just about voting, because there's nothing in there, but about life? And mm-hmm. in every aspect of life, we want to go to Jesus replying to someone asking him, what is the greatest commandment? Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. First, It's the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. He says the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based off of these two commandments. And so how do I approach life loving God and loving people? So I want to know how do I approach voting loving God and loving people? And in order, to, I think we have to start off with the recognition that the fact that we get to vote, mm-hmm. that you get to vote is a means of grace in your life that not people in history and even living today get or have. Mm-hmm. Um, first century followers of Jesus, there was no voting. Yeah. They didn't get to choose who got to be in power. Which explains why the Bible didn't talk about it. <laughs> it explains yeah. why the Bible didn't talk about it. North Korean Christians, they don't get to vote. They don't get a choice. They don't get a voice mm-hmm. in who is their leader. And so the reality that we have an opportunity and I think a gift even to mm-hmm. be able to vote in any gift that we've been given, we need to steward well. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's our biblical duty to steward well the gifts God's given us, mm-hmm. us, and voting is one of those. Yeah, I think you crushed that and talk, yeah. and pretty much covered everything we want. And the only place we'd kind of talk in talking more depth about it is just what's the passion and conviction that comes from a Christian as a voter, you know? And, and that will change depending on who you are and what you see as important. Mm-hmm. But Really, we're just trying to advocate that you should vote because you're a Christian and because you want to steward this gift you've been given by God. And how you do that is what we're going to talk about here on our next question. So question number two, should a Christian vote conservative or liberal? Uh Uh-oh, I used the trigger words again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Would you like to explain, Ben? Not really. (laughs) All right, use your fancy terms. Oh, man. Which terms do you want me to use? Um, I, I, and I told Brennan this before we started, and I don't know why I shouldn't be as uncomfortable with this as I am. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm one who's okay with conflict. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I like, you want to know something about me, you're going to know it about me. I'm okay giving my opinion. But I think what we do so much is we partner ourselves to what we either have been told to, so just in the strictly in, in politics and voting, is we partnered ourselves to a specific party or to a specific issue or whatever, and it's I have to do this one thing because it's what I've been told. And what we don't do is we don't look at the biblical mandate of some things. Um, it's where do I need biblical clarity and recognize even within that, okay, what are potential consequences as I press into understanding the biblical clarity? Um, the reality is, as a follower of Jesus, you will be at different stages and seasons of your life where you'll have different convictions. Mm. Um, Tim Keller, I think, 
honestly, he says it in a really, really good way. This idea that you have a liberty of conscience when it comes to a lot of different things in life. And so Mm -hmm. there's gray areas in the Bible Mm because there's some stuff that's just not addressed specifically. But you have a liberty of conscience in approaching what it looks like to vote. And so it's should you or shouldn't you doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's what do you know to be the biblical mandates and then how do you approach not in laziness or apathy, but intentionality and purpose, trying to figure out, okay, what's important to me based off what God's word says and what mm-hmm. God's doing in my life right now. One of the places we want to talk about that is is how do you bring the principles of God's kingdom? So the things Ben's was telling you about the two greatest commandments, love God, love people, and how do you bring that into tension with the platform of a candidate. So I, w- I think Jaina will give us a couple examples of where do you see God's platform for his kingdom and maybe some overlap in political ideas. Yeah, so a couple of those can be um, in immigration, in foreigners. The Bible talks about how to interact with um, foreigners in your land, um, how to kind of um, engage in those relationships. Um, there's clear... I think fairly clear um, explanation of how, how to care for or take care of the earth or what our role and responsibility is in relationship with with the, the created. Um, just a couple weeks ago, weeks ago, we talked about the sanctity of life. You can check that podcast out again um, if you want to catch up on that. Um, even just how we interact with the poor, again, with sanctity of life as well there. Um, mm-hmm. So those are just a couple examples. There's definitely more to get into. But. Yeah, and none of those necessarily... 100% will fit in a political box is what we're kind yeah. of trying mm-hmm. to, to articulate to you. So these are principles of God's kingdom. So how do you match those with the platform of a candidate? And ultimately, the solution doesn't come from a president. Mm-hmm. Ben has a quote where I know he wants to read it. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> so I'll let you take it and read that quote. The ultimate solutions to our culture's problems won't land and do not land on Air Force One. Air Force One, big old plane. <laughs> carrying POTUS (laughs) yeah just the reality that because you have voted for a specific person Mm -hmm. the issue that you have conviction about or even the issues and that platform that you that you desire to see or party that you even desire to see Mm -hmm. put in place doesn't mean that one everything's going to fix because um, Jesus isn't running for president people no, he's not. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that would be epic. That'd be way more convenient. Well, Jesus, twenty twenty four. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. In my head. <laughs> he's trying not to be heretical here as he makes this joke. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry. Right. I wanted to. The Holy but Spirit even... for president. Amen. Let's go. He. <laughs> it's a guy. Well. Well. well yeah, oh, no, Ben. The Bible says he, so I don't know. The Bible is also written by men. Dang. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hebrew, there's a potential that Hebrews written by women. That's true. That's why that we is don't very know the true. One of mm-hmm. 66. That's good representation, right? <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> We're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah, that went away. I wasn't expecting at all. My no, bad. but the reality, even in all that, the idea of the principles of God's kingdom versus um, what you see in the platform and the parties. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like Tim Keller says this. And and he's just he's coming out with some stuff recently that I really love personally mm-hmm. because he got diagnosed with a horrid cancer diagnosis with a pancreatic cancer which is a ninety percent um, mortality. Uh, Death rate. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> that. <laughs> and it's not like he's changing views. He's I think he's there's just some boldness that he's coming from. 
Um, and he says, the Bible binds my conscience to care for the poor. And, and you can put anything to care for the poor, to steward the earth, like everything that Gina mm-hmm. just said. The Bible binds our conscience to care for the poor, but it does not tell me the best practical way to do mm-hmm. it. Any particular strategy may be good and wise. Mm-hmm. So should it be conservative? If you have a conviction that... that so look, example of the economy. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. think that... As a conservative, low taxes and private charity are the way that we're going to actually see uh, people in poverty get help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. If you believe mm-hmm. that that's the case, or if you believe that high taxes and government services are the way that we're going to see that, awesome. Mm-hmm. What you're conscious is great. There's not a specific strategy, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to political party and yeah. platforms, mm-hmm. but there is a reality that what we've seen in the church in America has not stepped up to what we are supposed to do. That's mm. true. Yeah. yeah. So despite conservative or liberal, and I'm, I'm part of the problem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's what does it look like for the church to actually be the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And take up those gaps. And I love, and we're gonna, I'm going to go way back. I'm going to use a little history. I love that our very first president, George Washington, recognized the complexity of life and human decision and politics. Mm-hmm. And in his farewell address, advised us not to choose political parties. He, 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 strongly urged as one of his final concluding points that it w- you should not form political parties. Yet, we didn't listen. We did it anyway. And now we have this strife and this disunity, which mm-hmm. probably comes from some of the unease Ben is feeling, is there's just a cloud of disunity and disgruntledness and, and hurt people around surrounding mm-hmm. politics. So we don't even want to touch it. And it comes too too often from these labels of conservative and liberal and Democrat and Republican and right mm-hmm. and left. So how do we return to an idea that, okay, we're God's people serving the principles of God's kingdom, but trying to align that with platforms of different candidates? So what happens if I don't fit with a candidate's platform? What do I do? Like, there's there's these things I believe in as a, a biblical person, and there's these things I believe in, and some of them line up and some of them don't. Where, where do I go? What do I vote? I can't pick and choose each person's different things. I got to pick one of them, right? Do you have to pick one of them? Good question. What do you think? <laughs> I would say I don't think you have to. I think sometimes, if again, if you've done the legwork, so this is not being lazy. This is not just because it has an R next to their name. That's what I'm going to put. If it has a D next to their name, this is what I'm going to put. Or it's whatever. Mm-hmm. If you've not been lazy and apathetic and you've done the legwork, I think there are some moments in a follower of Jesus' life to steward the gift of voting well, it means maybe you don't vote. It's okay. Like the, I got told a lot in 2016 that I had to pick one of the two candidates. I got told that a lot from people who I loved and knew. Mm-hmm. So who'd you vote for? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did, ah, darn it, I, I tried yeah, to get him. I, I didn't. Because in my soul, in the legwork I did, in mm-hmm. the reading of policies, mm-hmm. and the seeing them as people, whatever it was, mm-hmm. there was no conviction in my soul mm-hmm. to, to mark down either one of those names. Mm-hmm. There was not. Um, does that mean... Don't vote for president. I'm not saying that. Maybe if you want to write someone in, great. But do the legwork. Mm-hmm. Don't be lazy and apathetic about it. Because that's actually then, on the other side, not stewarding that yeah. gift well. So Which who, is just as bad. So who are you voting for I'm this not year? I'm telling you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> One of these times, he's going to just trip up me and give, give, us, give us the all. He's going to give us the answer. You um, didn't hear who was running? <laughs> ben Ge- Kanye. Yay. Kanye. Let's go. Shout out the birthday party. <laughs> we are joking. He, he might be running in some states, but... <laughs> he is on the ballot mm-hmm. in some states. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Still? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. So we have another oh, question. Actually, oh, before we go, here's... Here, no, sorry. I'm sorry, Brennan. I know <laughs> you're in charge. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Oh, man. And Brendan, you mentioned this a little bit, but the reality, Ephesians 4.3, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And we mm-hmm. don't do this well when it comes mm-hmm. to the conversation of voting conservative or liberal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what needs to change. Yeah. How do we treat people who have differing views and different conviction? Because it's okay. Mm-hmm. It is 100% okay. Um, to, to allow ourselves to feel morally superior to anyone else, I think is so opposite of what Jesus desires yeah. for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I, it just, uh, it's so unhealthy. Um, oh, I have a quote in here from David Platt that I want to find, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to actually be able to find it. So I apologize. You can keep going. I'll let you know. If I, I think, it. I think I might even <clears throat> play off that idea a little bit where it's, we've talked about how important it is to listen to people and have different opinions being poured into mm-hmm. your life. And this is so true in politics where h- how are you listening to both sides and when we say listening, we mean listen to understand. Yeah. That doesn't mean nis- listen to necessarily agree, mm-hmm. but can you sit in the same room with someone or get someone on your Twitter feed, Instagram, get someone in your news channel like that can disagree with you where you can listen in order to try and understand? Mm-hmm. Don't have to agree, but that brings some unity too, where it's you're actually giving some intentionality to voices that aren't the exact same as yours. Mm-hmm. That makes you a well-rounded, healthier person, regardless of if you change your mind or not. Yeah. So... I, I love that. I don't always practice that well, yeah. um, but I, I do love that, and I'm trying to practice that. So we found it, Ben. I, yeah, and it's not David Plyas, Tony Evans. <laughs> he says, because each of us is at a different place in our spiritual growth and life experiences, and we all come from different backgrounds, histories, and environments, that means that not everyone is going to vote identically or prioritize this, the issues the same. This requires that there be a visible demonstration of love within the church before the watching world, rather than a spirit of condemnation among believers who have differing political alliances. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how do we love each other? Because in John 13, as Jesus said, the world is going to know that I was sent from God because of how you guys love each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's real. You know, I'm I'm just really passionate about getting a free birthday present Every time it's my birthday from the presidential candidate. So I'm just going to vote for whatever presidential candidate is going to give me a birthday present every year. Is that okay? <laughs> can I can I vote based on that? I'm done talking to you. <laughs> that was my terrible segue into the fact that we want to ask the question, can Christians be single issue voters? There's this thing I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. What you put you put the name in there. Um and a lot of times in the church that it comes from pro-life, but you could be mm-hmm. I mean, climate change, you can be economic, economy, healthcare. you can be healthcare, mm-hmm. you can be forward policy. That's the thing you really, really bide into and you're passionate about. Should you vote? Can you vote based on that single issue as a Christian? I think it's a yes and no, and it's not simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's a, again, this is where I think liberty of conscience comes into play a little bit, mm-hmm. but also how do you holistically see what the Bible says in every aspect of life. So the things that Jana mentioned on mm-hmm. stewarding the earth, yeah. what we think of li- being pro-life biblically, not politically. Yeah. I mean, that's all of that is connected. And so to be a one issue voter, and we'll get into this potentially pushes aside some really important things that Jesus has to say of how we're supposed to live our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's do the, the no part first of why we would maybe use some arguments against just to kind of push back and maybe open your mind. If you, if you are one of those people so the first one will be this, um, will be a morality claim. And it's the morality claim, but it's the problem that it's without a limiting principle. 
So we'll say, I believe this is what's moral, but I haven't put any principle beyond it to limit it. So therefore, it, it can run rampant. So you're going to say, I'm going to vote for whoever has the best co- climate change policy, no matter what. That person, whoever agrees with me in climate change, I don't care what their other policies are. That's who I'm voting for. And that, that without the limiting principle, you've endorsed something very dangerous. You've ignored the rest of their political platform, and therefore you've stepped in and just kind of made that the one thing. And, and there's a reality that that's not the only thing they stand for. Ben, other thoughts on that? I agree 100%. <laughs> Maybe an example. Give us an example. I can't. You give us an example. <laughs> he wasn't listening. I was listening. I just, I keep thinking about the abortion conversation. I don't want to just give that example. Mm-hmm. That, I just, this is, yeah. again, we, we just did a Sanctity of Life podcast. Mm-hmm. And I get frustrated when within the church, it's the only thing we're willing to look at. Mm-hmm. And so we're go- I'm going to go back to things about that I talked about that mm-hmm. we talked about on that podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like I- I'm I'm pro life, but I'm really actually only politically pro life and not holistically biblically pro life. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's great. Like yeah, protect the unborn. Like we need to love on those people well and on the on the unborn children well. But it's like how are we loving on the teen mom who's having to make a really tough decision instead mm-hmm. of ostracizing her from the church mm-hmm. and not yeah. loving her well? So that. Yeah, the example I would have used would have probably been like gun rights and Second Amendment, where it's like, I'm going to vote for the person who has the strongest gun rights platform. And then we kind of ignore some of the rest of it. But in that rest of it, if you've ignored it all and you've not put a limit on what you're willing to to support because you are so strong about this, you've endorsed anything else they've said Mm -hmm. because you're going to give them your vote. So what does it look like for you to practice morality and have uh, an opinion on that? But also put some limits on. Okay, this is how far I'll go. This is these are mm-hmm. things that are no brainers that that I would switch for or, or something along those lines, where we're at least recognizing there are other moral matters of public importance that are than just the one you That's believe good. is pa- you're passionate about. Next, Ben. Yeah. So the idea of a false premise, meaning the voters are not choosing a dictator who would have immediate power to outlaw a specific thing, mm-hmm. um, and so it's. We have this assumption, especially, I think just in general in America, that as soon as this specific person, because they're associated with this specific policy, gets in a specific place of power, that's a lot of P words, <laughs> <laughs> that automatically then what, <laughs> then what I desire to see happen in the world and in my nation and in my state and even in my family is going to happen mm-hmm. because they get put into mm-hmm. a place of power. And that's mm-hmm. just not the reality. Yeah, and that plays out kind of like this. We wrote out a little thing or kind of stole it and critiqued it and made it our own. But essentially, you're choosing a politician who may or may not be involved in influencing public debate that may or may not result in the choice of some kind of Supreme Court justice that may or may not uh, play a majority part opinion in overturning some kind of ruling that may or may not (laughs) prove significant results. Yeah. Yep. That's essentially what happens Mm -hmm. when we we choose a political party. On, based off one based on one issue exactly yeah. so the false premise comes around i elect this person change is coming and it's changing in my way it's just not mm-hmm. really the way our law system and our government system is set up yeah so, so no go ahead no no you go i was just gonna say so what's what's the point like mm-hmm. how do we see change and you're feeding me the softball <laughs> or I'm jada if you want to take it. what like softball? how do we get the change yeah, too often we put way too much weight on that these changes are going to come from the top and trickle down. 
But the reality is a lot of times the best changes and the most lasting changes start as a groundswell of people who come together, who recognize what they can do in their life, within themselves, within their families, the relationships that they have, making change, having conversations, loving people, that then persuades people to join in whatever your thought Mm -hmm. is um, in a good, healthy way. Obviously not in a manipulation. That's a little bit different. (laughs) I think that's a good point, though. Yeah, because like, we try to be manipulative. It's like, yeah. am I actually loving people or not? But, but everybody yeah. needs to join my political Stop. party right exactly. now. I'm just trying to be divisive. <laughs> but the reality is that, particularly as Christians, anytime we come into a conversation with judgment or hate or disunity, we're not convincing anyone to join our thought or mm-hmm. to come to Jesus in yeah. any way. And that's one of my biggest struggles with Christians in general and with the church is that we go into a lot of secular settings and we try to force our biblical beliefs on people instead of let's love people where they're at. That's why even in the conversation of abortion, why people, Christians standing outside an abortion clinic with signs saying, God hates you, you're going to hell is not going to reduce abortions. Mm. It's not. Maybe if you came alongside those women and loved them and helped them through this, maybe they would make a different decision, but Mm -hmm. I'm getting on tangent. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's so good. And even, I don't know why this came to my head, but the history of, of Westland denomination, ultimately yeah, Methodist denomination. Really. Mm-hmm. You talk about John Wesley being at Oxford and him and his brothers and these people who want had a conviction within their soul to help the poor. So they went into the broken mm-hmm. neighborhoods and the poor and impo- impoverished neighborhoods and the, the, the disenfranchised people and served them well mm-hmm. and brought the gospel to them and brought Jesus to them. And it yeah. was the groundswell that created this movement mm-hmm. of change and of, I mean, of freedom and of uh, just yeah. a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. it's the groundswell. It's so good. So what really matters at the end of the day when we're have done with this conversation? What what matters? What matters is not, and I'm, I'm just going to say this, I don't think, as much as we put it, the conviction that you think a specific person has who's running for president or governor or whatever, what matters is the conviction that you have in your faith as a follower of Jesus. Mm. Are you sold out to him? Yeah. Are you surrendered to him? Are you willing to do the hard legwork when it comes to politics and voting to see, okay, not just what this political party say or that political party say or what I think is going to be the best, what I think is going to be the best. It's Jesus, what's going to be the best in this situation? Mm -hmm. What 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 do I know to be the, where do I need biblical clarity and the biblical mandates that I know you've made clear in scripture? And then where am I allowing you to speak through prayer, Mm -hmm. through my own heart, through personal devotion to you? Where are you giving me Mm -hmm. conviction? And so it's your faith combined with your effort to go about doing what you believe is right in that moment. And and the way that you act towards other people who are different than you, mm-hmm. especially in the church. I think I only got one last question, and it's, Ben, who do the people vote for? Brennan Schmidt. <laughs> Amen. That, that is He's a great... I think we can end the podcast there. I'm not, I'm not old enough. I th- yeah, he I doesn't mean, meet the qualifications. There's a, lot, a lot of different ways to look at it. Close to 40. And that's okay. Yeah, there's a lot of good ways. Uh, we hope through this conversation, y- you can have more conversations. Mm-hmm. You can love people well, strive for unity, really, really listen more than you speak in a lot of instances, but kind of just take this and, and run with it in some senses. Let this be a, 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 an opportunity for you to kind of reflect as this upcoming election, it's coming. Like, what, mm-hmm. what were we, two weeks away? Yeah, we're there, man. We're there. Uh, yeah. So you start to have these conversations, start to have these thoughts, and do it with Jesus at the center, Jesus in your heart, mm-hmm. Jesus in your words, 
And Ooh, that's good. in the end, try and love people and love God the best way you can. Yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means voting in a certain way. Sometimes it means just keep following Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> we love you all. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We will catch you next week on the Oasis podcast. Bye. Yeah.